Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, Pastor May J. Gibbons Sr. coming to you this morning on Christmas Eve on our Sunday School Hour here at On the Wally Ministries here on December 24th, Lesson 4th of our King James Version of our commentary. Uh, we're studying this morning, Expecting Mother's Faith. We're coming out of Luke, the first chapter, verses 36 through 45 and verse 56, out of our lesson this morning. And as we study uh, this morning, our... Uh, Theme is faith that pleases God. Our unit one study is profiles in faith. And as we study this morning, we're going to look at our lesson aims to identify the relationship between the two expectant mothers in our lesson today and then explain the significance of Elizabeth's greeting, then suggest a way that uh, we can move closer to having a faith uh, as these expectant mothers have this morning. So beautiful lesson this morning as we study expectant mother's faith coming out of Luke 1st chapter verses 36 through 45 and verse 56. As we read this morning, our lesson reads in verse 36 beginning, And behold thy cousin Elizabeth who has conceived the son in her age, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. And for with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, and be thou unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country uh, with haste into the city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake with one, uh, spake out with a loud voice, and said, "Blessed uh, that thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this, this to me, and that the mother of my Lord shall come to me? And for lo, as soon as the voice of that salutation is sounded in my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be performance of those things which were told her." from the Lord. Verse 56 says, And Mary abode with her three months and returned to her own house. Again, as we studied this morning, we want to look at to identify the relationship between these two mothers and then the significance of Elizabeth's greeting and then suggest a way that we can move closer uh, to having a faith like these two mothers had. So uh, as we get into our introduction this morning, infectious joy. Uh, early in our marriage, a uh, wife is certain uh, whether she wanted children. And then that was something that I had to work through because it was certain that I did what want children to be a part of our family. I ultimately decided that I hadn't married her for her ability to have children, and I had to leave the question in God's hands. However, she was interested in birthing as a profession, and she completed her training to become uh, a female servant or like a midwife, and which is the labor or a birth support worker. And that means that she was with women having babies a lot. And my wife's job and her working with uh, new parents and parents who were having their fifth or sixth child, in both cases she witnessed a lot of pain, uh, but also boundless joy of these parents that their babies were born. Her reluctance after about having children changed. And now uh, she was having three, and she decides more and saying that she was happily 
have six children if she could. And this has even led to, uh, to us even into looking for adoption. And all of that happened because of the joy of those other parents was infectious. In our lesson today, we can see how joy can be infectious. And from the unborn John the Baptist to the mother Elizabeth, to even share joy between Elizabeth and Mary. As we look at our lesson context this morning, early in church tradition, uh, unanimously identified Luke as uh, the physician or the traveling companion of Paul as the writer of this third gospel, the book, and the book of Acts. And while the evidence is slim, there is a chance that Luke was the only Gentile writer or author of the New Testament. And some scholars put the date of writing around A.D. 60. The most likely occurred to Paul was in prison in Caesarea at that time. And and then, which would have freed up Luke to interview witnesses during Jesus' earthly ministry. The accuracy of the resulting research put Paul in the company of very best ancient Greek historians. One of the eyewitnesses that Luke could have interviewed was Mary, the mother of Jesus. Such an interview would not have been surprising, for the Gospel of Luke is more material regarding the women either other of the synoptic gospels, Matthew or Mark. And one example of this maternal unique to Paul's or Luke's gospel is Jesus' interaction with Mary and Martha in Luke 10th chapter, verses 38 through 42. Another is in our today's text. And then today's text opened the birth of the person who came to be known as John the Baptist has been foretold and as a uh, he has been the birth of Jesus, both by angelic visitations, as we're going to look at in our lesson. So here we uh, began in our first study, acceptance of the message, coming out of Luke 1st chapter, verses 38, uh, 36 and 38. Uh, encouragement to believe. Uh, verse 36 says, And the Pope got a cousin Mary, who has conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her, who is called Barron. So here he says that uh, uh, the, the message that he's going to try to send is that what's going to happen to you has already happened to your cousin Elizabeth. You know, she was barren. Now she is conceived as a child, and that angel uh, 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 came to Elizabeth and gave Elizabeth that message and Zacharias, uh, Elizabeth's husband. And then, uh, you know, he laughed at God and God uh, made him mute until after John was born. And and uh, so there, she's given them this confidence that what is going to happen has already happened. See, that's what's good about our relationship in Christ. We are not telling people things that haven't happened. Only thing God wants us to do is tell them what has happened in our life. Tell them what has happened. Give them the evidence and the proof of what God is doing in our life. So she's telling them that, hey, it has happened before. And then verse 37 said, hey, just because you are virgin, for with God nothing is impossible. So just because Elizabeth was barren, now she's a child and you're a virgin. So what happened to Elizabeth can happen to you. Because with God, what? Nothing is impossible. Verse 38, the belief and the submission. And Mary 
said unto the angel, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Uh, both elderly priests, uh, Zacharias and the lung virgin Mary, asked the question, how? How can it happen? Uh, Zacharias said, how can it happen because I'm old? And Mary said, how can it happen because I'm a virgin? Mm -hmm. uh, both took their earthly limitations and they tried to limit God on what he could do by what their earthly limitations are. Mm -hmm. See, you can't look at our earthly limitations and then try to limit what God can do. Because they said that what's impossible for man is possible for God. So there is nothing impossible for God to do. He had already given her that reassurance. Mm -hmm. But now he's saying that uh, once he gave that a reassurance, and she said, okay, I'll go along with what you said. She said, what? Uh, Let it be according to thy word. So I'll go along with what you said. I'll believe what you said because I see Elizabeth who was burned, now in her elderly years, she's having a child. Mm -hmm. A joyous meeting, beginning with Luke 1st chapter, verses 39 through 45, and verse 56. Joyous meeting. It says in verse 39, And Mary arose in their days, and they went into the hill country with haste into the city of Judah. So here it is, Mary lived in Galilee, or named Nazareth at that time, and then Elizabeth and Zacharias was living in the city of Judah, where he was carrying out his priestly uh, responsibilities. So uh, she left out in the dove, and then she left, and she went into the city of Judah uh, to be able to meet with Elizabeth. And then verse 40 said, He entered into the house of Zacharias, and she saluted Elizabeth. And uh, typically when they come into a house, the first thing they would say is, uh, May peace be with you, or blessed thou, O Yahweh, or, or some type of uh, blessing that they would give greeting when they come into the house. So she greeted Elizabeth, and then Elizabeth came and greeted her. And said, it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard that salutation of Mary, and the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. See, when Christ come into your life, you should be filled with joy. When you come into the presence of God, you should be filled with joy. And you should have the same salutation. It should be something inside of you moving in your spirit, like that baby leaping in her womb, your spirit should be leaping with joy just when you come into the presence of Jesus. So when uh, Elizabeth came, heard the salutation of Mary, and then when she came into the presence of the baby that was in Mary's womb, the baby in Elizabeth's womb would leap with joy. And, and then Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. As we look in all other texts, that when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you're getting ready to speak. You're getting ready to speak. So here in verse 32, it said, And she spoke with a loud voice, and she said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Mm -hmm. So here when uh, you come into the presence of God, and God anoints you afresh with the Holy Ghost, you're going to speak things that mean something to the kingdom of God. You're not just speaking stuff to satisfy your uh, need of speaking. No, when the Holy Ghost fills you, you're going to speak things that edify the kingdom of God. It just don't edify you. It just don't lift up and make you great as a speaker. No, when you speak by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, you are doing what is necessary to edify and build up the kingdom of God. See, Amen. she wasn't doing anything. She said, blessed art thou among women, Amen. and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. So here she's beginning to prophesy 
through the Holy Spirit speaking mm. through her, uh, uh, knowing that that child that is in her womb is what? It, it is being the fruit of the Holy Spirit. She said, you're being blessed of the fruit of thy womb. Blessed are thee among all women. Mm. So she said that you are blessed among all women because of not you, but because of who you carry. See, you, you're blessed not because of you. You're blessed because of the gift of singing that God gave you. You're not blessed because of who you are. You're blessed because of what God put in you to be able to edify the kingdom of God. He said, the whence it is coming to me that the mother of the Lord shall come to me. So here it is, Elizabeth saying, now why are you coming to me? Why are you the mother of the Lord? Uh, that had to be news to Mary, ain't it? Mm -hmm. But it wasn't news because the angel had already told her. But she said, this is validation, ain't it? Mm -hmm. When God put a charge in your heart, or in your life, that somehow God always sends someone to what? To validate that thing that he had said. So he mm -hmm. said, he asked, why have you come unto me? That the mother of my Lord shall come to me. Why is this happening unto me? Mm -hmm. So here it is, uh, Zacharias asked why. And then Mary asked why. And now here's Elizabeth saying, why are you coming unto me? That the mother of the Lord shall come, huh? Mm -hmm. So here in verse 44, she answered, said, for lo, as soon as the voice of the salutation was heard in thine ear, that the baby leaped in my womb. So here it is, Elizabeth saying, hey, I don't know why you came, but when you came, mm -hmm. something happened. huh?" The old song folks used to say, they said something on the outside, huh? Huh? is making something move on the inside mm -hmm. that's going to make a change in your life. Ain't it? So when God comes in and speaks into your life, things begin to happen. Things begin to move. And things happen that only God can, 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 can uh, control. Check that over Only God can control. So here he's saying that that salutation that it sounded that the baby leaped in their womb so that they, they could understand that what was happening was what a work that God was doing in her life. So here she said, blessed by, be your faith. And she said, blessed is she that believe, for there shall be a performing of those things that will told her from the Lord. So you got to understand that when God speaks, God speaks with authority. He speaks with power, and he says that those things that God has said, He's able to perform those things in your life. You know, that's what God is able to do. He said, blessed be your faith. We have to believe that God is true in his word, ain't he? Mm -hmm. God is faithful to do what he said he's do. But we have to believe that God is able to do those things. Amen. The greater blessing. The greater blessing. Here it is in verse 56. He said, and Mary abode with her three months and returned to her own house. Uh, three months they spent with Elizabeth on undoubtedly an additional blessing for Mary. Here the safe place for this young woman being around uh, another mother at the time gave her uh, uh, this, this sense of, of, of security. She was around somebody going through with what she's going through with. See, what God does when you're dealing with issues in your life, God will put somebody in your path that is dealing with what you're dealing with so that you can see how they're dealing with issues and then you too can be able, if God can come into their life and deal with those issues, 
He can come into my life and deal with the same issues. If God can deal with those issues in my life, he can deal with those issues in your life too. So he said he abode with them for three months and then she returned into her own house. Six months plus these three months is the nine months that's needed for Mary to bring her baby into the world. Mary would have left just before John's birth, uh, the time that Mary, uh, that, uh, that uh, Elizabeth was going to birth uh, John. And the relatives were all there uh, in a naming ceremony. But you got to understand that, that when they tried to name John, uh, Elizabeth said, no, they don't already name him. They, they already named him John. Zachariah, they usually name him off for somebody in their family. But the baby was already named by God. You know, it's just as Jesus was named, Emmanuel, huh? God with us. So he's telling them here that he has already been named. But ultimately, uh, this is a uh, speculation that our text is saying that, uh, that somehow they had that naming ceremony. But the thing about it is we are blessed. Uh, uh, just because of what God is doing. He's coming to full uh, 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 term in our lives. Ain't it? See, you can't get to what the blessing that God has in store for you until you take it through full term. See, we try to birth what God has for us in six months. No, the full term is what? Nine months. So don't be concerned that you have to go all the way for the Lord. God uh, demands us that we have to go all the way. So we must go full term. So our conclusion this morning in our lesson, those two models, those two paths that were taken, when it comes to belief and faith, I've often wondered whether I am more in the mold of Zachariah with his doubts or I'm in the role of Mary with her faith and her acceptance. And, and then uh, there are multiple degrees of biblical studies hanging uh, uh, on, in, on a wall in our office or wherever. And then we've got all of these years of teaching experience in Bible college. Uh, and then seasoned priests like Zechariah was similarly well-educated, too. So he had all of what he needed to do what the Lord wanted him to do. But you would expect him to have a greater faith because of all of his teaching. Mm -hmm. But the greater faith was found in Mary, but not in Zacharias. Right. Now, I genuinely believe my education is a blessing and helps my faith. But yet, at times when I wonder whether my education distracts me away from having faith like Mary's faith. All Perhaps right. we trust in our hearing or our learning and our understanding more than we trust God. He said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into our own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct our path. So Mary wasn't as formally educated as a learned priest like Zacharias, yet her belief was what? Genuine. What Mary was asked to accept was not an easy thing. She was not, never knew a man, never knew anything about a, a sexual relationship, but there she was pregnant. And then God understood Mary and where she was. In encouraging Mary's faith, the angel pointed her both backward to the story of Abraham and Sarah and forward to what is happening to Elizabeth right now. God may call you to a role similar to that, that the angel at, at some point or another in your life, but you got to realize that you got to be able to look backward and to look at the faith of others, then look forward to what God is trying to work out in your life. The joy experienced by John the Baptist and Elizabeth resulted in Mary's faith. 
and at least in part, the ripple effect of this joy is also seen in passages in Matthew 2, Luke 2, and also in Matthew 2. The ripple effect reaches us even here in the 20th century, and at least it should, that what Mary and Elizabeth found that joy in meeting Jesus, we too should have that same joy when Christ come into our life. When we get the knowledge of Christ in our heart, our hearts should leap with joy and knowing that Christ had come into our hearts and now we know him intimately and personally as our Lord and our Savior. So yeah. our prayer today is, Lord, thank you for the example of Mary's trust and belief and show us how Mary's example can inform our own faith and then help us to move more up toward belief and faith in what we're doing in life. And thank you, Lord, for the encouragement of your faithful people of the past as recorded in your word. And we pray in the name of Jesus, let everyone say amen. So our thought to remember this morning on this Christmas Eve is faith with obedience leads to great joy. We thank you for joining us this morning at our Sunday School Hour. We're going to take a, just a brief pause and we'll be back at 9.30 for our worship hour, but we do thank God for you joining us, and we thank God for you supporting us this 12 months, uh, joining us during our Sunday school hour, and, and, and our worship hour, you know, on Friday nights at our Bible Institute, but we thank God for this year, 2023, and we hope that in 2024, we can be able to be a, a help into the kingdom of God. All we want to do is do our part in building up the kingdom of God here on earth. So we thank God for you. May God forever bless you. May he forever keep you and guide and direct you. Be blessed.